Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fitness Candor Podcast. Rick Houle, the developer of the Pit Shark, joins us today. Uh, to simplify this, the Pit Shark is basically a belt squatting machine that's that's it's been around for a while, but it's kind of gaining popularity with uh, more strength trainers, especially in the college setting, uh, power lifters, and other areas of fitness and strength training. And I've, I've known about the Pit Shark for a long time. Um, you know, a lot of people that I follow talk about it. They post about it. I see people using it all the time. Uh, so I decided, what the heck, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out and kind of learn more. So, of course, I, I contacted Rick, and he's like, well, have you ever been on one? I said, no, I haven't. Uh, and being in Cincinnati, he just threw out a bunch of different places where I can go find one. So I got a hold of uh, the strength coaches over at Xavier University in Cincinnati, and they invited me over the very next day, and I, I was able to, to demo the Pitch Shark and kind of check out their facility and talk to those guys about why they like the machine and who, what, what they use it for, who they use it with. And so now Rick is, is on the show, and we're going to talk a little shop. So Rick, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Sorry for the, the delay on the call. Hey, no problem, Eric. So, no problem at all. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and, and why you developed the Pit Shark. Oh, that goes back a long ways. Um, I'm, for one, I'm 58 years old, and uh, so that gives everybody an idea when I say it goes back a long time. Uh, I started weightlifting, you know, when I was 10 years old. You know, you tell your dad, hey, I want some weights, and they put you a little bit of weights out in the garage, and you get to go out there and use it. The only problem was I, I really used it. You know, I, I just love weightlifting um, from a very young age. So then I basically got into uh, powerlifting around 18, 19 years old, right out of high school. And uh, it kind of took off from there. When the, when the pitch art come about, we were training it. We were still doing our own training at home. We had our rack and, um, you know, so we could squat, deadlift, and uh, bench press, all that stuff. But I needed another piece of equipment that just let us do some of the the deloading stuff, put a belt on, do do weighted dips, chins, belt squats, you know, heavy calf raises. But I I just wanted to be able to load the hips and do some of those movements without always doing them, you know, loading up a bar and putting it on your back. So um, that's that's really where the pitch arc came about in the very beginning was I wanted one for my training. And, um, but of course, the, the moment I drew this thing out, which I had Janie actually draw up my wife, um, the moment I seen my idea on paper, I knew, well, I, I think a lot of coaches are going to like this um, and, and lifters. Lifters and coaches and, and people just like me, people that just needed um, 
some other ways to train uh, to benefit our training and, and to, to um, deload the spine some of our, you know, some of our training days and, um, you know, have the advantage of that. That's where it all started. Yeah, and I think that's kind of cool. It just kind of spawned from an idea and out of a necessity that you needed it for your own training and you knew it could benefit other people. And so for those who are who are unfamiliar maybe, and you've kind of hit on a couple things, how you know it's important to maybe deload the spine, not always putting a bar on your back. What are some other benefits that a person might get from uh, using a machine like you know, specifically the, the pit shark, but by using a belt to squat with and do other exercises with, what's the, what are some other benefits to that? Well, you know, not everybody's out there trying to get fit or get stronger, um, that are, are needing to do powerlifting movements. You know, not everybody's body mechanics really work. I mean, honestly, uh, through my lifetime of lifting, I see more people that should never put a bar on their back, whether they're an athlete, um, just somebody trying to get in shape for the first time or somebody recovering from uh, um, an injury. Because, you you know, as you go along, you get to be my age, you talk to more people that's had injuries um, that actually stopped them from going to the gym or, or playing a sport um, or just training their legs at all. They They thought that the only way to do that um, was with a bar on their back and, and kind of for a long time. That's what people thought, you know, well, if I can't squat, I might as well not work out anymore, you know, cause my back won't take that. And, um, so really when, when you start talking about this method of training, it helps people that should probably never squat. Not all athletes have to be developed with a bar on their back either. Right. But when, when you, when you start talking powerlifting or Olympic lifting moves, where people must use that bar to develop the uh, thing that they're competing in. Yeah, it's very necessary. But lately, over the past few years, I've, I've been fortunate enough to talk to guys that are just like me, that really their foundation is, is powerlifting. And it's always been, how strong can I be in the, in the squat, deadlift, and bench? And now they're starting to talk about loving their training, that they can still load the legs, let's say for the squat, they get to load the hips and the legs, you know, as heavy as they want, but they get to give their back that rest, that necessary uh, recovery. Because um, usually your legs, your legs and your hips, they're going to take most of the abuse. But a lot of times that upper back and that lower back, you know, it, it really, I guess you could say, enjoys the uh, deloading. So even for powerlifters, I think they've discovered, you know, especially after years and years of doing it, you you might get to to uh, extend your career just by not loading it, you know, year round uh, with that heavy weight. Yeah, and that makes I, that makes complete sense. Yeah, and then like some of the stuff I'm doing now with people is a lot of times with parents. They don't want their kids um, squatting at school with a with a bar on their back with another kid, you know, that doesn't have any more experience than them squatting <laughs> them. Right. And it's you know it's kind of reckless, dangerous, and um, you know the risk the risk to the benefits really not there, and um, you know so yeah 
that that's one of the things I've been really uh, promoting a lot with some of the guys I'm training is the uh, the benefits of deloading their spine, especially while they're so young, and making huge huge strength and speed increases um, without even without even really not even one time putting the bar on their back. So that's that's a, one of the benefits too. Well, you mentioned the the injury aspect of it, and in terms of, of course, you know, for preventing injury, it's huge. But when I was talking to the staff over at Xavier, they mentioned that when they do have someone who is already maybe they have an upper, like a limb injury, an arm injury, or something, which makes it difficult yeah. to even put a bar on their back. You know, you can't get into a correct position. You maybe not be able to do a front squat. Um, so, you know, yeah. it also gives That's another. Deep. Yeah, exactly. It gives you another opportunity. Yeah, that's detraining when when they're injured from, you know, it, it could be from whatever collision sport or just whatever injury came along through the sport they're playing. Their their training uh, really doesn't have to stop. You know, they might have to to be careful with that one isolated area. Right. But yeah, there's there's guys post pictures of them with cast on their arms, arms in slings. You know, big linemen from, um, you know, uh, college football, um, the, the pros. This, this tool really is used a lot on um, rehab and recovery. Right. And I've, I've um, you know, I've actually been shocked a couple of times when I've had some phone calls from um, the uh, athletic trainers. You know, they'll call me and ask me a couple of questions on – you know, and I'm talking about the highest level athletes, and it's it's you know kind of neat to be able to tell them a few things that I've used, exercises or, or you know what 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 way of using that tool would benefit them right at that very moment because they have somebody's you know just a couple weeks out of surgery. Yep. And it's a it's a real rehab tool. Whether whether you you kind of said it good a minute ago, you know whether it's um, preventative already people that really don't need to do the the other methods they they have this as a variety or an option and it's really big in rehab and it's an, safe. It, it's super safe and another thing that the that you alluded to earlier was uh the learning curve and uh, something else that i even i noticed myself um and i don't i don't do a lot of of bar squatting um I used to for myself. I don't do that much of it anymore. I certainly don't have many of my uh, my training clients do a lot of it. And some people are, might be, you know, uh, you know, shame on you for not having people do that. But you got to take into consideration the population that you're working with, and you know what's necessary for them to live an everyday life. And not everybody needs to throw a bar on their back because number one, number one, it's you're increasing uh, the risk of the exercise. And I understand it can be a very safe exercise, bar squatting. That's I, I get that. But the learning curve on the pit shark is so extremely low and minimal. I mean, basically, if you know how to load the plates and step on the platform inside of the belt, you stand straight up and you remove the, you know, the, the lever automatically removes itself. As soon as you're ready to squat, you, you do your set, you place the, the safety back to where it belongs, and then you're done. And uh, the learning curve is extremely low, I think, which is another huge benefit to that piece. People's confidence. There's when you look at a, a guy that's having to train for a sport. Most guys, are, um, 
in, in, in powerlifting, their confidence is already there. They're not scared of the bars. They're not scared of the weight. Um, but when you take somebody that's not really that good at that stuff, you can put a bar on their back and you can kind of watch the mechanics of the squat just go out the window and the knees, you know, the knees tip in, the back falls forward. Everything looks painful. That's because it is. Their confidence of being able to get back up is, you know, really, really low. And it's funny. You can take that same person and say, come over here and, and we're going to, we're going to introduce you to this piece of equipment. It's called the piss chart. And we're going to load your hips instead of your, you know, your spine with the, with the bar and just barely lay your hands on these handles. All that, all that other stuff goes away. And I've had, if I've had one, I've probably had a thousand coaches um, tell me over the years that it's, it's almost considered a squat teacher. Hmm. And um, they, the confidence goes up. So suddenly you're getting to train this guy with twice as much weight that he could do with a bar just because his technique is so bad with a bar that you don't have that. And there's value. You know, the, the value just goes through the roof because the risk goes down and he gets value out of what he's doing when you're not getting any value out of somebody that's about to hurt yourself every time they squat down to the bar. Right. And I'm not even knocking bar squats. I'm a, I'm, I love the years back in my powerlifting days. You know, that's, that's your goal, how much weight you get on that bar and squat it. And the judges tell you it was a good squat. But I've, I've also learned a lot after those, you know, those years. Right, yeah, and so we, we talked a lot about the squatting aspect of it, but the, there, it's a tool that's kind of multi-purpose, right? I mean, you, you can, you, you do dips, you could do, you've got, um, this is, go ahead. Push-ups, half raises, um, RDLs, um, shrugs, right. all these movements, all these movements, they get, they don't get talked about as much because the squat is so popular, Right. but then when you get to be out there around all the coaches and in the facilities and the people I bring in and they tell me, you know, it's kind of funny, but I'll, I'll talk to a guy and before I get away from him, he'll tell me about 20 different things. That's his favorite movement on there. And I, I do the same thing. I catch myself saying, didn't I just tell you something else was my favorite movement on there? <laughs> and, uh, and that's kind of why, um, you know, we, we were already setting the, the tall frame pitch shark up as we were taking the handles and bringing them down and then using them for, um, the pushup, which the, the pushup, we do flat rows on it. We do pushups on it. We do all kinds of pulling movements on it, whether, whether it's, uh, stiff legs, RDLs, one arm shrugs, two arm shrugs, calf raises, you know, reverse lunges. Um, you know, we even train neck on it. It's just, so, so many cool movements, and it's really weird, but they all, they, all those movements are done really, really well. You can lighten method it. You can, you know, use bands. You can use bands and weight. You can use just weight. Um, you can, you can jump, you know, jump squat on it, split squat on it, good mornings on it. And most of the movements that I'm talking about, it's kind of changed the way a lot of people train because they kind of like those movements better there. You know, I'm, hmm. I'm a guy I've done so much pulling out of a rack, and I don't hardly do that anymore. I actually like pulling 
with the pitch shark because I can hook up bands, sample, no tug on the bar, uh, and you just get to isolate the movement to some of those other accessory movements that you love to do. And it's, um, it's, it, is quite a, it is quite a training station, to be honest. But I really, truly love hearing all that from other people more than I like to say it, even though, you know, 95% of my training comes out of it. Yeah, well, the other thing that I, I noticed, and uh, when you, so all those movements, and you're, especially even when you look online, like watching you coach and demonstrate some of the, the movements, and watching other people use it, you kind of look at this thing like this is a beast of a machine, and it's going to take up a lot of space, but the footprint inside of a facility is very minimal. It's not, yeah. it's not an oversized, over, um, you know, th- I mean, Xavier has this thing smack dab in the middle of their facility. And yeah, and you and it fits right in between, you know, a pull down and, and a, like an incline press. It's right there in the middle, and uh, it kind of makes sense where it is, and it makes sense that it would be. Well, it doesn't. When you hear all the things that you just said, you're thinking all of these attachments and and things just kind of hanging off of it. But it's not like that at all. It's very compact, easy to maneuver, easy to learn, which I think for yeah. most people it fits in with most of people's training. Yeah, it's all simplicity too. The the movements are are um, you know it's not gadgety. You can move the handles up and down for anybody. You can move the chin bars down so people that are strong enough can do weighted chins. And when they're finished, they put their feet down. They don't they don't have to drop from any bar. You can have uh, people, you know, no matter if they're you know seven foot ten or five foot you know, four foot eight, it doesn't matter. All the handles adjust to everybody. So nobody has to use a one size, you know, one, only it's only made for one size and then everybody else has to find a way to use it. I did that from day one on the adjustability of all the handles. And even when I came out with the short frame, the only difference between the footprint of the short frame is the height. And we did that for people that were really just looking for the belt squat. And even that one can be set up with, with um, the chest supported rows, the dip handles, the push up handles, all the pulling movements you want to do, uh, the lunges, calves. And um, the only difference between the tall frame is that it gives you the, the chin, the chin and pull up capability, which, you know, I thought of that from day one because I've always loved to do weighted um, chins and weighted pull-ups. Right. Just such a powerful um, strength move that I love to do suspended work anyway. So oh, yeah. whether it's the uh, dips, chins. So so you've been around. And, oh, here right, were you right, while you were talking, I kind of thought to myself like I didn't even ask you where did you get the name Pit Shark. Yeah, <laughs> I never even really <laughs> we never talked about it. I, I've had to tell this story a lot. <laughs> my wife and I were driving down the road yesterday, and I—I I mean, I—we're kind of—I um, won't say I'm still in shock about it, but we were laughing about this driving down the road um, yesterday. And I said, "Do you ever really wonder how in the heck I just came up with that?" And that was the first thing. But the, the true story is, before we ever made it, for some reason, we just knew this thing was going to be special for the function. 
not really that it was going to be such a conversation piece, but the, the functionality of it, we were just like so excited to get the first one done. So I would have it. Cause I, I was bragging about how much we're going to love this piece of equipment in our home gym. And I told her one time, I said, you know what? Nobody else is, might even ever hear about this piece of equipment, which we, you know, you know, now that that was wrong, but I told her, I said, nobody else may ever see this, but we will have one of the coolest pieces of equipment to use. Cause and then I started telling her all the calves and the uh, squats and all this stuff we would do on it, but maybe nobody else would ever know about it. And so one day she just told me before we even had the first one made, she said, you got to name this thing something, <laughs> you know, something cool. You got to give it some, some, something that'll stand out. And Pit Shark was the first thing I said about 15 minutes later. I said, give me some time to think about it, and I'll try to come up with something that's kind of unique and catchy. And Pit Shark was it. So when you see that Pit Shark, the way it's coming up the back of the actual, the, the, the pit bull with the shark's head. Right. Janie, Janie drew all of that about 15 minutes after I told her the name that we were going to call it. And it's everything you see now, everywhere, anything is pencil. That's a pencil sketch that she did. That's that's pretty awesome. Because <laughs> you see that, you're like, oh, pit shark, okay, pit bull, some fins on the back. Okay, I still don't get it. <laughs> but that's unique. That's cool. I like that. No, I combined just just something just something hit me and I, yeah. I just said the word I just said the words pit shark and she said That's know, it. Oh my god. What is that? What? She said, I like that. Yeah, say it again. So I said, it's a pit shark. It's a pit bull's body with a shark's head. Yeah. And she said, I don't know how you came up with that, but I'm going to go draw it. And then, you know, it's been the pit shark ever since then. It's like, it's like a liger, a tiger and a lion. That's, it's just, a, yeah. it's just, yeah. So, yeah. So Rick, you, you've been around uh, the strength training game for a long time, and I always like to pick people's brains who have seen a lot of trends come and go. Um, obviously, I mean, you're, you're in the trenches still, you know, with the, especially with the pit shark and doing your own training. What are some of the trends you're starting to see uh, maybe come and go and like your overall take of what's going on with the, the fitness industry, at least from like your, your perspective and where, you, where you're working in? Oh, um, well, I just, I don't know if, um, things are, are really changing. You know, I, I mean, like this, the CrossFit thing came in and, um, that, that, you know, I know that's kind of a popular method of training. Um, maybe the, maybe the side of things that I've seen is people, People tend to be bitter now, and me and somebody else was talking about this the other day too, that um, everybody's looking to be more on the fit side of powerlifters, I guess you could say, because that's who we were really talking about. Right. I was always a weight, very lean, uh, fit powerlifter, so most of my powerlifting was done, you know, 170-pound range, and... I think that the thing I notice more than anything is people really do care about the fit side of all their lifting now. Um, and if you think about what guys used to look like, and, and especially the females in, in the world of fitness have just like 
transformed it. I mean, they they are tough. The, the women that I've trained, this is another thing we we're just talking about the other day. I had to tell some guys that the women were really outdoing them with um, their endurance, and they don't have they don't have that quit gene in them. And I think maybe they're just um, really really doing it on a um, higher level, I guess. Everybody's at a higher level of doing things right now. Yeah. Um, you I, guys don't have to walk around, I guess, being 40 pounds, 40 pounds heavier now to, to look bigger or stronger. You can do all that 40 pounds lighter, ripped, leaner, and still the same um, strength, strength gains and, and your, um, your overall lifting I think you know, it, 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 yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree. I just think it, you mentioned like CrossFit, and that's a topic that comes up uh, probably every other pod or every other episode in this podcast. And, you know, I've, I've kind of started to change my tune a little bit about how I view CrossFit as a whole. I think for the general population, the general public, um, you know, if you, if you go in with expectations that CrossFit's, CrossFit's going to be the end-all, be-all and you're going to look like those people that you see at the CrossFit games, you're probably yeah. going to end up in you're probably going to end up injured and you're going to end up disappointed because those people are already genetic freaks. They're already the best of the best. And I agree with you. But agree with you if it if it comes down to someone getting introduced to fitness and maybe saving themselves from having like a cardiovascular disease later in life and that's how they get introduced to fitness, then great. You know, I hope they don't get injured. I hope something. I hope their expectations don't get crushed. But um, if, if it's CrossFit or someone dying from, you know, a heart attack later in life, then hopefully someone chooses CrossFit and and just you know later on later down the line maybe chooses like a safer method or a safer route. But um, but yeah, I think that yeah. I think that's what when you ask me the things that I think have changed or you know some of the improvements. I think it's the way people are sharing information too yeah um how they're training because when i use that crossfit thing i think i think what's so available now are the the techniques and what people are using and you know um like like the pixar brand you know the people using it not me all the other people using it are sharing what it does for them or how they use it and um that that kind of information being shared, whether it's CrossFit, the the modern day power lifters, the Olympic lifters, everybody's combining all these techniques, and it's working for the everyday person that um, you know just is getting a lot of value out of their training. Yeah. They're super fit, they're in shape, they've um, they're living a really a really good um, you know fitness lifestyle. And I think that's part of it is it's, it's so available for people to know what people are using and what's working and, uh, you know, what's new, what's new and improved. And you don't have to, you don't have to, um, necessarily do everything the way people used to do it. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. The, and the, 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 the rap, the, just the quickness at which everything gets shared now, too. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've just had, a, had an explosion when um, uh, Krasinski, John Krasinski, made, uh, gave you like a little plug, and all of a sudden that just you know blew through the roof. I can't imagine what something like that does 
um, for a brand yeah. like yours, you know, and then, and, and thank God it was a, a you know, a solid brand with, you know, a safe product. It, it could have been, um, the exact opposite of that. Yeah. And you know, when people are following, um, famous people out there and they're, they're, you know, they're following them. Of course, they like their movies. They like their, their fame, their movie stars, their athletes. Um, you know, they're, they're seeing them use things. And I think the curiosity is because those, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they're just showing you their real, their real everyday um, training goals. And those to me, that's what I say always works better. I like, I love to see other people's training videos and I hate to put my own out. Yeah. Everybody, everybody else's are way more um, interesting to me. (laughs) You know, there's, whether it's, uh, movie stars, the guy that got one for his for his own garage or his you know his personal gym, uh, corporate gyms, um, uh, college, military. It's um, it's just used for so many um, areas out there. It's it's not just the power lifters or the CrossFit people. It's everybody, you know, and that's what's really kind of cool about it. But it does. It always helps when somebody very well known kind of posts a video or something of themselves using it. Right. I guess it validates. I guess it validates it to to, uh, to everybody else. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Well, it just it it just it, it magnifies it so much more. You yeah. know, like it might have been you got you got athletes and everyday people who already use it. It's already validated, but then it magnifies it so much more. So it gives it uh, just more. There's just a we all have bigger platforms now. So, and we can choose to pay attention to what we want, who we want, and, uh, you know, discard, disregard things that we just don't care about anymore. And I think that, uh, goes a long way, but. Yeah. Some people are stuck, you know? Yeah. Like I said, I, I hate to keep saying it, but I've been around this a long time and I'm, I'm shocked sometimes when I go out there and see these people that they almost look broke down from doing the same old thing from 30 years ago. And they're not willing to change. They don't. They don't think there's any other methods of something that have come out that might actually improve their training. And um, you know, but sometimes those aren't the people you ever change. They're they're kind of stuck in that old old school. And weirdly, Pitch Shark is kind of based on old school uh, training, just modernized. Yep. Well, I think yeah. Easier to use it. Yeah, and that's I mean that's kind of what you know if you research your product that's basically what's uh, what's stapled to it right it's old school training kind of modernized and I think that's what makes it that's right yeah it made it you don't so the weight's always under you nobody has to pile weight on you to do a um, you know like if you're going to do a belt squat you don't have to climb up on boxes and you know have weight swinging from a chain on you that you're then you got to get down from the boxes and you know we just we just took all this and modernized it so we could do it and you know whether like the weighted push-up that we used to do weighted push-ups and we didn't do them very many times a year because it was too much of a pain when you're pretty strong you know when somebody has to stack four or five six plates on your back and then you do the movement and get it off that's not that really that's not very effective and with the with the pit shark weighted push up, man, you just put a harness on, hook up to it. If you can't make it, you just put it down. Nothing's ever on you. Nobody 
no spotter needed on any movement on pit shark. Right. Any of the, the shark belt squat, the rolling pole, or the weighted push-up machine. No spotters ever needed on anything because you always put the weight down and unhook. It's it's not like conventional ways of doing it. People have to hurry up and get it off of you. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, heck, I, I was just, I was doing it at, at uh, Xavier kind of doing my own thing. Of course, one of the strength coaches, Matt, was over there with me, uh, you know, talking to me and everything, but it's it's just so simple to, to load up and, and use that if you're, if you're using it just like anything else, if you, if you don't use it smartly, I'm sure there's, you know, some risk involved, but you're lifting weight. So just, yeah, you, yeah, you get some thought behind it and that's basically how it's, how it's designed very thoughtfully. And you know, you're very, it's very, very simple. And, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to keep beating it to death, but it's, I mean, the user error on that piece is extremely low. So, and I, I'm sure you've been told that a thousand times before. Yeah, and and I'm okay being known for a guy that really made a piece of equipment that had a lot of simplicity built into it. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> That's That's, you know, we like it. Yeah. Mean, we're not trying to come. I could have came up with some complicated things about it, but it wasn't necessary. I didn't need it. Right, yeah, I, I mean... There's already there's already so much out there that strength training shouldn't be complicated. It's not. It should it should be for everybody to be able to figure out. That's a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't have to reinvent some things. That's for sure. Right. Well, look, uh, Rick. I, I appreciate you jumping on on the the call. I know you got some athletes to train, so I want want you to be able to prep for that. Um, yeah. If anybody has any other questions, comments, or concerns, they want to reach out and learn more and talk to you, where's the best way to reach you? Um, I would say just um, email us at it's um, Janie at loadtobar.com. And um, that's my wife, Janie, and she, she handles all of the emails and, you know, any information people are needing. and Or, you know, once they email us, I'm, I'm always available to uh, speak with people that need um, my advice or, or some training tips that helps them out. And um, I'm, always, I'm always available. Perfect. Awesome, Rick. Well, I appreciate it, and, and I, I hope it keeps doing well, and I hope great things keep happening for you guys in the Pit Shark. And um, we'll, we'll keep in touch and keep me posted with anything new develops, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, Eric. It was fun. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com.